What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host. I'm so excited that you're here. I am also the author of the book called How to Be a Better Person, on which this podcast is based and which makes a great gift for yourself or someone you know in your life who also gives a shit about being a decent human. It's got 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world and is one of those books that you don't necessarily read at the beginning and go through all the way to the end. You can kind of dip in, dive around, get a little bit of inspiration put it back on your bedside table and come back to it again tomorrow or in a few days or in a few weeks. This week on the podcast, I'm talking about anxiety. I mean, mid-December, it's the season, isn't it? Lots to do, lots of expectations to manage, lots of opportunities to feel like your experience doesn't match the cultural narrative of how the holidays are quote unquote supposed to be. I thought this might be a really timely time to talk about anxiety. I just want to point out right off the bat that I am not a trained mental health professional, and I don't intend that anything that I cover in these podcasts on anxiety to take the place of a doctor or a therapist's advice. But I also believe that each one of us has an innate healing ability that we can consciously choose to partner with. And I hope that this week's episodes on anxiety will help you see anxiety differently and give you some tools and some ways of thinking that will help start change your relationship to this common emotion. If you spend your fair share of time feeling anxious, what a perfectly natural and understandable response to stressful times you're having. You are so not alone. According to NAMI, which stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which is a great resource for all things mental health, 19% of U.S. adults have an anxiety disorder, making it the most common mental health issue in the U.S. 19% of U.S. adults is over 40 million people. Calling it an anxiety disorder means it's not just general anxiety or periods of feeling anxious. It refers to anxiety that is pervasive enough and long-lasting enough to have an impact on your daily life. So if 19% of us have the disorder, you can just imagine how very many more have a lower grade version of anxiety. Now, there are certainly some things we feel anxious about that need our attention, that need us to feel worked up about them so that we do something about them. Sometimes anxiety is absolutely appropriate. But like a lot of things in life, sometimes Anxiety can become sort of a habitual response, and many times it just isn't a match for whatever it is you're facing. It's like using a chef's knife to butter your bread, which is something that I actually tried to do this morning because I didn't want to dirty another knife, and I can confirm it was overkill and a little bit dangerous. So let's dive into some ways to work with anxiety so that it doesn't necessarily have to be a go-to emotion. A fairly common trigger of anxiety is not knowing how things are going to turn out 
are feeling like things are ambiguous because they're still in process. It's a natural response to feeling out of control. So, you know what's an antidote to that feeling like things are uncertain and unresolved? Trust. Whether that's trust in yourself, or trust in someone else, or trust in life itself. Or maybe it feels better to you to call it faith. Whatever you call it, trust or faith, it's a reminder that you don't have to figure out every detail in your head or get absolutely everything that needs doing done. You can do your part, yes, and then trust that life will partner with you to help the rest fall into place. I've got a couple quick examples and a simple way for you to consciously remind yourself to tap into trust in the face of uncertainty, which will help quiet those anxious thoughts right after this break. Welcome back. Here's a helpful way to think about those anxious thoughts, and that is that they are a sign that you are being called on to trust. Here's a couple examples of what I'm talking about. I can feel anxious that my daughter, who just started high school, isn't going to complete all her homework because now she has a lot more of it than she did when she was in middle school. But I can only do so much to ensure that she gets it done. At some point, I have to trust her. I can also feel anxious that I'm not going to get all my podcast episodes produced before the holidays, but really, I have to trust myself because I've always managed to get them done before, and I'll get these done too. When I remember that the emotional state I want to access is trust and not worry, it does help me disengage from that anxiety. I know that trust is an easy word to say, but not necessarily an easy emotion to access, at least not at first. It's just so much easier to doubt yourself or to imagine things not working out. So here's a set of affirmations that you can tell yourself in those moments when you want to lean into trusting that everything is going to be okay. You might want to write these down so you remember, but I did paste them in the podcast episode notes that show up right in your podcast player so that you can look at them again later without having to rewind and trying to catch just the right exact spot when I say them. Here they are. I trust myself to do my part. I trust life to do its part. If things ever feel like too much, I trust myself to ask for help. And finally, I trust that things are working out for the greater good. Those affirmations again are, I trust myself to do my part. I trust life to do its part. If things ever feel like too much, I trust myself to ask for help. And I trust that things are working out for the greater good. So that's when you notice that you've started like worrying and getting anxious and getting uptight and getting pulled off your center. And you say, oh my gosh, here I am. I'm feeling anxious again. First of all, just raising your awareness on something can start to shift it all on its own. It's kind of amazing how many times we're not even really fully present to how we're feeling. So once you allow yourself to see and accept that you're feeling anxious, well, that might shift things kind of all on its own. But then you can remind yourself, I trust myself to figure this out. Or I'm trusting that this other person will figure it out in their own time 
Even if you don't remember the exact affirmations or you use something slightly different, if you remember one thing from this episode, make it the fact that feeling anxious is an invitation to build your trust muscles. I'll be sharing other tools the rest of this week, so stick around. Tomorrow's episode shares a technique I learned from a nine-year-old that also has serious therapeutic chops, so don't miss it. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 